0: Episode number two of Sound Pollution and a much less scripted intro and outro. Maybe. We'll see. Um, again, I want to thank everybody who has been listening, tuning in, or downloading. In this episode, we have not one, not two, but three members of a band from Austin called Communique. Uh, sort of a genre bending jazz fusion band. They're really, they're really great. And they, all three of them took an hour out of their night to sit down with me and discuss, you know, their story, their songwriting process, <laughs> excuse me, allergies. And, um, a little bit more about who they are and why they do what they do and as always as will be in every single episode but I'm going to keep saying it anyway there will be the stories behind uh, two or three of their tracks uh, one of which is live so hang out and take a listen
1: Much for having me. I had um, some questions. Really interested. Uh, like you had kind of an interesting start. You want to just jump in and tell me who you are and kind of tell me how you guys got together?
2: Sure. Well, maybe we can go around the room real quick. So that'd be great. Uh, so I, uh, my name is Tammy, and I'm the singer. I'm also one of the co-founders and uh, one of the uh, co-managers as well of the band. Um, Tim and I actually started this band back in 2009. And uh we were in a praise and worship band together and we started to uh kind of veer off during practices together and noticing that we had something. We had some sort of connection to write. And so that was kind of how we started together. Tim.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was uh we we were doing that, but you know, we we had all come from, you know, uh we'd been playing music. I I'd been playing music for, you know, years and years and so uh, yeah, we met through that praise band, but we took it, you know, uh, further, a lot uh, further outside those kind of boundaries to start it s- stretching into like, uh, just type of uh, panoramic kind of mood, music, um, uh, emotion stuff, very imagery, a lands, uh, soundscape kind of stuff.
2: Tim is the other co founder and he's the guitar player and him and I write all the material.
3: Oh, that's cool!
2: And then we've got Rob.
4: And I'm the uh, drummer, percussionist, and audio engineer. Yes. Uh, my name's Rob Hernandez. Uh, Drum and Rob. Uh, when I'm on stage, um, I do play drums and I also play percussion. Here mm-hmm. in Denver, and that is kind of a divided um, uh, divided musicians, meaning. Not all drummers know how to play percussion instruments. Not all percussionists know how to play drums.
2: But tell her how you came into this band. I came into
4: Communique. (laughs) Uh, I had a uh, short little ad on uh, Craigslist. um, And basically, I was looking for a gig, you know, something simple. Uh, Tammy contacted me, asked me if I I also played percussion, or played drum, and I said, yes, I do, Um, and she said, well, we have a gig, and we need a drummer, and I asked them, well, can you send me some music, Uh, give me like some mp3s, something to where I can hear the band, and I'll let you know know, whether or not I'd be interested. She said, we don't have any, and the gig is (laughs) too. All night! Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, so just be ready. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah.
4: Original music, all too.
2: originals.
4: None yeah. of this was cover music. So I decided to take a chance. I said, "Sure, I'll do it." You know, you know what can go wrong. That's uh, ballsy. Everything went great. <laughs> it sounded great. I liked the energy of the band. Uh, it challenged me. Uh, in ways that uh, no other band had challenged me because we played a wide variety of stuff from reggae, jazz, Latin, funk, rock, you name it. You know, this band incorporated all different uh, aspects of uh, music.
2: So that's how we came together.
3: I mean, at that time, too, we had, you know, uh, strange habits. Like, I can remember one of our first gigs was we were approached and asked to do a three-hour gig, and we said yes, but... We didn't have any material, zero. So oh we God. went up on stage for three hours. Oh my Music. And I, I can, I remember. You, you know, you said that you wanted a, a bit of our story. Well, our first drummer was murdered, um, and that's kind of a, a story in itself. But um, yeah. So, um, so it left room for. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So let yeah. So we'll let you guys the questions here, but that's how we all came together.
1: Okay, that's cool. I gotta ask though, why was how how was the drummer murdered? I'm sorry if that's a sensitive question, but that's kind of like that had to really try your your unity together. Like it had to try your patience.
3: He he was shot. Um, It was uh, unrelated to anything to do with the band. He he just didn't have his personal life together um at of the time he was such a great drummer uh at but at the time we would pick him up in the middle of town he was on the street um mm-hmm. rented a drum set for him and would pick him up but he just never really could get the uh, the street out of um in street took his life
1: well i'm sorry to hear that but that's had to be that had to be trying on you guys
2: yes we met him at church on the bridge. We were part of church on the bridge for 10 years with our praise and worship band.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: so there was actually uh, a drummer down there that he knew we were looking for a drummer to put mm-hmm. this project together. And he referred us to, to, to Jersey. That was his name. And uh, so there was that special connection too, that we had with, with getting him. So yeah, it was really tough. It
1: was really it was tough, fun. but you guys made it through it. And you found yeah. another good band member. So that's not a lot of bands can do that. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, So I wanted to ask you a little bit. I know you said you guys kind of play all kinds of genres and what kind of made your sound, your personal sound? What was your biggest influence?
2: We each have different influences, so that would be kind of worthy of sharing, I think. Me, I'm an 80s girl, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really influenced by the male vocalists of the 80s. Not so much the females, although I did like Madonna, And I, but my favorite female singer is Kate Bush. She heavily influenced me. Um, but the, the male singers, Simon LeBon, George Michael, oh, yeah. Steve Perry, uh, Don Dokken. You know, we're talking some really heavy hitters with power, yeah. clear voices. Uh, so that's, that's my influence. Um, Tim, what are yours?
3: Well, let me see. I'm coming from, you know, uh, you know, I like to influence this, Jimi Hendrix, Jeff Beck, a lot of Dave Gilmore, but really for the longest time I've tried to do what I think they, each one of those people would tell me to do is that, hey, I'm glad you're influenced by our playing, but now you like us for who we are so now you should do what you do and don't be us because you won't be (laughs) us you be you and so that's that's what I've been trying to do for a long time I mean nobody will ever really get away from their influences completely but they can certainly start making their I mean my god at some point in time you got to make your own statement in
4: life you know it's true and Rob and I've had a wide variety of influences uh, from 70s rock 80s, of course, uh, they influenced me greatly. Um, and a lot of the, I guess, the acoustic percussionists, uh, I try to go to as many uh, drum clinics as I can. because uh, There's always something I can take away from a drummer or a percussionist, regardless of what music style he or she plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been influenced greatly by a wide, vast variety of uh, drummers and percussionists,
1: mm. I could say I actually kind of heard some of your percussion stuff in um, "You've Taken Everything." I really liked that. Did you did you write play that? I really liked the little. I don't know if it was bongos or what, but in the it was really nice. It really added something to that track.
4: Nice. That track was done with congas, and uh, okay. yeah, they sounded. Beautiful in
1: that song. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that song on a personal, emotional level, especially with the lyrics. Um, what what brought that on for you?
2: I'm so glad that you asked that. So Tim and I wrote that together, and that was actually written about my husband passing away um, when our son was five years old. That was really a song about just you know, when someone or something goes out of your life and you feel like you've been stripped of everything. So when he died, because I, I realized after he passed away that I put my entire identity into being Brian's wife, that he stripped everything for me. So it's like when he died, he took everything. And, uh, and it kind of talks to a little bit about how, you know although on the surface our you know a relationship can seem really perfect or ideal to other people but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors yeah. yeah
3: you know when we first uh when we did that song you know I don't I don't really play acoustic guitar I mostly you know played electric and yeah. but this was a unplugged thing and so uh to accommodate the format um I I guess I cheated a little bit in using, you know, some, you can hear some effects on my, (laughs) um, but the whole thing about that song and a lot of our music, which every song is really different, very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even in that interview, you can hear me saying, if you don't like one of our songs, you know, stick around because it it will change. And um, that song, a lot of people, you know, you, you remarked that, it, that song is kind of like the purpose of that, yeah, to go to, to, to a place that means something uh, uniquely for you, you know um, so, yeah uh,
2: It makes a, people emotional a lot when we've played it yes, out, we've had people that come up and they're in tears after they hear it Yeah, I reacted kind of that same
1: way to that it was personally gone through a lot of changes in like the last three months and it was like oh my god like, that's right. You nailed it. And it really touched me. I really enjoyed it. And it is, it is very different from the other two tracks you guys sent. you sent me was different like you said every like you said stick around it'll change like every track was very different and um the instrumental one was really cool it, it kind of reminded me it was letterman it reminded
5: me of,
1: it reminded me of like a jazz bar i went to in san francisco
5: nice. it, it
3: was like oh i really like that well believe it so you know, or not we and stretch it on and on and on I mean we have three hours of that those type of changes um so it's kind of hard people say okay well what kind of music do you do <laughs> well it's a lot yeah I just do music I just
5: right we just do music <laughs> yeah.
1: performances must be really intense and really interesting to watch then I saw a blip of it on YouTube I did sneak peeks I'm a sneaker okay.
2: yeah we actually we actually pride ourselves in being good live uh, because there's a chemistry that we all have together when we play and yeah. because we do kind of veer off of course we like to keep the structure of our songs intact because we know how fans are we're fans too when you yeah. go out to your bands, you want to kind of know when, you know, different changes are happening, but there's also a beauty to he- hearing them live as well, where they kind of veer off a little bit. So we like to really get people involved in the, the feeling of the music that we're playing. So yeah, we think we're really good live.
3: A lot of what you see on the, on the YouTube stuff is going to be stuff like I, Cause I took, I, I stepped away from the band for a while. So I think a lot of what you see on YouTube is I, I'm not in any of that stuff. They mm-hmm. may have continued to play some of the music, you know, that I wrote, but I, I did take a, a break from the band for a while.
1: That's, I mean, that makes sense. You got to get a breather. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you got to do what you got to do. And you come back better. I think you come back stronger when you know, hey, I've reached my burnout. It's time to take a break.
2: And so, then when when talk- talking again, about playing together it was kind of a no-brainer although there was some stuff that he and i had to work through personally um to make that happen again enough people know us for being kind of the core of the writing team of this band that when we started talking about playing together again people were getting excited like oh you guys have got to do that
1: so that's a very interesting dynamic, and I think a lot of people don't realize that when they play with a band, it does become like a, it's a whole other relationship, and there is a lot of give and
4: take. Would you say that that is a very important piece of advice to give? Yes. You have to a lot like the family. there's a lot of give and take here and there, but you still try to make things worse if you want to go forward with uh, a band or with that project. Yeah. yeah. There
2: has to be a level of respect. Because, you know, that was something that we dealt with. You have to respect each other and your your talents and just as individuals and but I think, you know, the older you get the <laughs> and the more you're in bands and different projects, you kinda hopefully get a little wiser as well.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not all partying. And it's like, no, these are relationships you really have to culture or you have to you have to care for and feed and respect each other. We
5: actually what?
3: are good um, giving back too because we don't wanna just make it like um we, we like to do like benefits for uh we've done for animal shelters and different kind of benefits. Some lady needs so uh a heart pump or something like that. Or we we've been given a lot. Um we wanna give back a lot too. Yes. Um we we hope that we can contribute and not just be takers, you know?
1: That's that's really good. I wish more people would do that. What would you say your most fun benefit was or the one that you you enjoyed doing the most
3: my favorite one is where we got we brought home our cat yay <laughs> that would be my favorite yeah
2: yeah um we
3: did an animal shelter and we brought home our bet my best cat i ever had his name was foo man foo man,
2: yeah, I, like Fu man Fu? that was probably my favorite one also yep great yeah do you still have it no, unfortunately, oh. he died several years
1: later. I keep asking questions that are sad unintentionally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I told, hey, I told you we have a story. So. You did. You told me. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, I think it's really
3: good because, see, that's the thing, is sometimes life is not always that great. I mean, and, and you know, we're sitting here. We could be on TV trying to sugarcoat stuff and everything's just great. But just that's not true, though. And we don't want to, you know, perpetuate that kind of garbage that, you know, if you're you're not making a lot of money, there's something wrong with you. Or if everything's, you know, you're not jumping up and down for joy every split second, then something's wrong with you. That seems, that's un- right, right. that's unreasonable to well, expect that from life. You and know?
2: that's where a lot of motivation comes from in our writing as well. Is that we like to? what Tim and I have always liked to do is that we like to write to where write to people can actually relate to it. It's real. It's not yeah. like another sugarcoated love song or something.
1: Well, yeah, if it was all if, if it was all roses and blue skies, you would miss out on a lot of good blues music. There would be no Billy Billie. <laughs> <before>.
2: That's true. <laughs>
3: perfectly candid um i got to admit that some of our adversity we did cause ourselves i mean i know i did you know so we
1: did we all do it it's okay but coming up is hard what what advice would you give somebody that's just starting on that path
2: but my advice would be you have to be willing to be your own best advocate because when you're talking about promoting your music first of all you have to believe in it because other people are not if you don't but That doesn't that doesn't always mean that other people are if you do Um, one thing that communicate has learned is that we do not try and be something that we're not we go out there and we are who we are, and you're either going to like it or you're not and you know we're not going to be mad if someone doesn't like it we'll just move on and, and keep finding you know I, a gentleman that i i've worked for uh with for a long time that travels the world down entertains he said he gave us a good piece of advice years ago he said uh find your audience that's what you need to do it's not about becoming something to get everyone to like you you find your audience so but lastly We live in a really good day and age for new and upcoming artists because there's so many resources for people to get the word out about what they do, including things like this and being a part of a podcast uh, and, and getting interviewed and having your music played. That's my two cents.
4: Mine, I would say, stick to your guns. You know, whatever kind of music you're doing that you believe in, somewhere out there, you have a crowd. You have... Uh, uh, some fans that want to hear that kind yes. of stuff. Uh, it may require you to, you know, search online to find them, but they are out there. So stick to your guns and believe in what you're doing. Believe in your yourself. Believe in your music. Um, and, you know, there's all sorts of technology nowadays for yeah. musicians to be able to record at home uh, you know, you can make it sound as good or as bad as you want. Um, <laughs> there's so much technology at musicians' fingertips nowadays. Uh, it's really easy to get
3: your out. Yeah, and I would just say, understand how precious your ideas really are. Mm-hmm. Um, you have something that nobody else has. Yeah. Um, and also... Um, uh, stay away uh, from alcohol and drugs. You know, they're just going to waste time and they're going to keep you from getting really high. You know, anybody who's a real musician that knows you can get real high on the music, that alcohol and drugs is going to bring you down and waste your time. You know, value who you are. I
1: didn't ask you about Can You, which was, that was a live track, wasn't it? I kind of liked the background ambience in that, ambiance. Ambience.
4: That was done during our South by Southwest showcase of 2013. Oh, cool. And uh, you can hear the crowds in the background. They were really digging what we were putting out on stage that day. We enjoyed playing South by, and the crowds enjoyed hearing what we had. Um, it's, It's a live track, and I think it captures the band's essence live. Uh, at at our finest moment, one of our finest moments. Like
2: well, that. thank you. And that song is written. Uh, I wrote the lyrics to kind of talk about, you know, um, taking a different look on things. You know, like, if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of, it's like, oh, I didn't think about that like that or this like this. It just, it's kind of what it's trying to do is is get you out of a, of a particular mindset of looking at things a certain way. It's like, hey, think out of the box. That's one of the things that communique is big on is playing music outside of the box. So I want people to think outside of the box. And we actually have kind of an interesting story about that South by Southwest show as well. Um, we, uh, <laughs> our band lineup as we knew it at that time uh, we knew that when we were going up on stage for that show, that was it. That was our last gig, which oh. three of us were there, but we were breaking up. And so uh, it was it was pretty heart-wrenching. Um, we, uh, the downtown traffic in Austin is horrible during South by Southwest, so we were already limited on the slot that we already had to play. And so our set was cut about, I don't know, 15 minutes short, And when they told us that we had to get off stage, I remember getting down on my knees and throwing my microphone down and just crying because I knew that was our last gig. Um, And so people that were clapping and everything that wanted us to play more, they had no idea why we also wanted to play more. But it was one of our best shows.
1: Well, the, the track is amazing. And I couldn't imagine how emotional that had to be for you guys. Very, very. But she came back together in the end, so... oh my gosh, you've, you guys have been so easy to interview. I'm like, all my questions have already been
5: answered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Is there anything else you want to tell people about Communique?
3: Well, you know, I, I just thought I'd throw in that, you know, a lot of this music and being in a band, it's a lot about, you know, ego and our chops and look at how, you know, but what we're trying to do too is try to, you know, that's not the most important thing i mean what you do that it's just anybody knows that the people around you that love you i mean what's really important after all is said and done you know and it's not about money and you know uh, it's about like enjoying your life and seeing how you if you can make a difference in somebody else's life you know forget about all that oh you know? it's me 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 and our stuff and aren't we hot and all this stuff you know because none of that matters, you know, really. And anybody gets sick and finds himself in a hospital bed and, you know, they understand real quick about what's really important, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, I think something that's kind of a little interesting tidbit about Communique is that you can put Tim and I in a room and uh, we can have five to ten new songs written in an hour or two. That's we've crazy, got, man. Yeah, we've got, we've got, and I really, and I, and I, and I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying that I, I believe that is a God-given gift that he's given, that he's put in the two of us to be able to do it. Because I've played with you know, plenty of other guitar players, and and that's not the case. So we have this connection. So that was one of the big reasons why we got back together, is we said, we think we have a lot of music that we haven't written yet, and we want to do that.
3: There's a certain thing that happens when a bunch of people get together to play, they get in what I would think of as the zone. And the zone is when the the sun becomes more than the parts. It's really hard to put your finger on it, but it's the magic that makes these always want to come back. You know, they put up with all this crap and soap opera and everything like that, just for that, like, 20, 30 30 seconds of magic. Uh, Boy, it's really something, yeah. Gosh, you guys
1: are, like, so easy to interview. I don't think I've ever had an interview this easy. I don't even know what to do.
2: <laughs> We've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed yeah. it. Honestly. Yeah. Hey, all uh, those people out
3: there, we we really care about you. You know, we want you to have a good life. Have, enjoy yourself.
4: We say, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong.
1: That's right. That's right. One life. So thank you for being on the show, for being one of my
2: first interviews. I so really appreciate it.
0: Well, that was so much fun. Uh, just re listening to that. I had such a good time. They were so, such nice people, such great, talented, wonderful musicians. Thank you so much for taking some time out with me. And um, if you like what you heard, you know, jump down into the description, show them some love on their Facebook and their YouTube. And as always, please like me on whatever sound listening device or whatever the fuck you're using to, to, list, to listen to this episode. I'm super editing this today. And um, down in my links, you will, or down in the description, you will find all the links to uh, my social media, my website, and I hope that you come back next time to make some more noise.